So you just got an audition and you have no idea how to prepare? Don't worry, we've got you. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Roxy, today is about preparation and I have to prepare you okay. for something. I'm a little hopped up on coffee. Oh, well, Does you that know what? A little bit? I think I can handle that. You can? Yeah, I might have to do some more prepping. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. then I eventually will be able to handle the fact that you are all hopped no, up no. on coffee. Ask me why. Why are you hopped up on coffee, Sean? Well, I went because my youngest, Amy Whalen, just uh, finished her freshman year of high school today, and we went to Sweet Butter and Sherman Oaks and got fabulous pastries and a couple of coffees. Wow. Iced coffees together. From my people to yours, Mazel Tov. Thank you very much. Very proud of her. She's uh, she's the one, as you guys recall, who kept was so rough on me in my audition. And yeah, she made you do it again. I don't believe you. I don't believe yeah. you, Sean. <laughs> and we were talking about her future. And, and the thing is, she's got such a great problem. She has so many things that she's good at. She just has to find the one that, like, hits her and takes her but she's an amazing young woman and my daughter sarah just graduated from high school on friday and neither of them ever had the acting bug you know they didn't but i'm telling you amy like the auditioning thing she came into an improv class and i threw her up there and the class was saying how, how many classes has she taken how long i said never this is her first time she's just naturally funny she's, she's got, got her it. own unique voice but there's just a and and people keep seeing her and going oh she should be a model she's so pretty blah 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 but there's just not a i don't know i think it's i think she's she's very uh she loves math and i think it's that if that makes sense she just likes the you know you put in this and you get this and that's not an artist's life do you know what i mean yeah i think it's more the lifestyle as we've talked about on this show guys you have to not only have the talent but you have to love the life totally and and certainly in this industry one plus one does not always equal two not at all one plus one sometimes equals uh, yeah 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 17 se yeah i'm gonna throw out a good uh, kind of a weird number for a funnier number seven is a funny number four. right See, I think. Should see, we keep going? No, because so, fours aren't as funny as a team. Why I paused was I don't know whether to throw out a number or a, a thing. Like one plus one oh, equals right, rivers. Right. You go, yeah, well, right, right. One plus one, one, plus one equals, one equals clown hair. Clown hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, Which yeah. number equals uh, calling your mom crying in your car? Yeah. Because uh, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one that shows up. I believe that's 16 <laughs> plus 78. Yeah, plus yeah. 78. That one. Yeah. Times uh, 16 auditions as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. So as always, I'm talking to the fabulous Miss Phenomenal. Roxy Stryer. That is me. I am she. Hello, Sean. Hello. And then in the booth, Mr. Funtabulous, Jeff Graham. That is me. I am he. Hello, Sean. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm Clever. Doc and I feel like I'm Dr. Seuss. But I didn't say the thing that should make me look like I'm here to play. Mm, keep going. I'm trying to say Next, next one, though. Uh, I have my cup to make sure that this show stays up. It's not really Dr. Seuss-ish. It's rhyming. It's basic rhyming. Mm. Uh, let's move You on. didn't say anything about hats or cats. No, but I was trying to, you know, make it relevant to the studio, what's happening right now. 
But I, I, I failed miserably. But see, it's moment to moment. We don't worry about that. We move on. We let it go. We let it go. Let we it go, let baby. it just fly by. And as always, before we jump into our topic, which is a great topic, we're talking about preparing for auditions. And I will just tease you that uh, we are getting to my stories from the set, which is me turning into iconic Disney ghost. I'm just going to leave you with that. I'm really excited for this story because I I feel like I don't know much about your work in this demo of space okay. that you're talking about. Okay. Uh, because whenever people approach you, you probably can tell maybe what thing they're going to come yeah, up yeah, to yeah, you yeah, about, yeah. Sean. Like, yeah. if they uh, have a look and you're like, oh, you're a horror fan. Definitely yeah, yeah. people under the stairs or right. whatever it is. But this is a very specific demo. Yeah, we mentioned, I think I've mentioned this before on the show, that about, like, it's in the 20-somethings that are now talking to me about Disney Channel, Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, Zach and Cody. But now they're like young adults, and that's uh, that's crazy. For yeah, me. I can't wait to break that down. Very, very strange. Uh, let's talk about my week, as we always did. Like I just said, daughter's graduation. Wait, hold on, though. Are we not going to play our beautiful song? Are you going to go up or down? or how are oh, we gonna... oh, do we want to do it? I'm, You're I'm right. Do... Uh, do we want to do it? Were you going to skip I think it? I was going to say, yeah, so I, you know, I kind of blew through it. I blew through it. You but didn't I, care. But I, I didn't and care And I've enough. been practicing. Have you? So... Have you been practicing low I, or high? No, I've been going up. You've been going up. All right, so let's all do low. Okay. All right, one, two, three. Sean's, Sean's week. week. That was pretty good. Not harmony, but just two Jeff. different octaves. I thought it was good. I thought it was a uh, standard. Standard Sean's week. He didn't feel it. impressed. No, no, no. I didn't. No, I wasn't Listen, not impressed. I'm an acting teacher. I can tell your tone. Stop it. Just stop it right now. <laughs> he enough. knows. <laughs> I know. I can read the subtext. All not a great liar, Jeff. Yeah, not really good work on that. Hopefully, as a producer, that's a compliment. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is. <laughs> Jeff Graham, not great at lying. So, uh, daughter's graduation. Like I mentioned, very proud of her. Really good uh, people. Uh, the theme of today is preparation. Like I said, and talking about preparing for their life it was very moving it's a performing arts high school even though ironically neither of my daughters are in performing arts how does that happen uh because there was very intense academic school and and this just had such a comfortable vibe they can really be who they want to be it's great this school literally champs charter high school in van nuys literally had a kid who dressed in a banana suit every day the whole year and no one cares it's fantastic do they wash it huh I, I don't know him well enough to know that. That's the only or thing I, I would, care about. I would hope washing it or have several. Yeah, have several or wash it. Have several it. or wash it. You but do you, boo, but, but don't he, smell. But he wore it over, clo- like he'd have normal clothes, and then that was on top of it. So it wouldn't, it's like a jacket. Do you Instead wash your cl- jacket that often? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Instead of a class clown, we call him the class banana. Class banana, I guess so. Don't slip. He's, but he's quite appealing. Thank you. Oh, I made a joke. Thank you. But so. mine wasn't as good, and then you made What was yours? yours? I said, don't slip. Oh, okay. Okay. And then you said appealing, which was better than don't <laughs> He's slip. In, and, and Mr. Fantabulous is all over How that. He's good? very prepared for the jokey stuff. No, not prepared for banana. Oh, God. Well, he sliced that one up. Mm. Yeah, that makes no sense. Okay, let's split this and get to it. Um, so <laughs> um, that, was, that was maybe my favorite thing we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't talk a lot about what I'm the information. I think I'm it giving. says more about me than it says this way show. more about yeah. you. So listen, I'm going to give a shout out today 
to someone who is a been a recent student of mine for a couple months, Jordan Garcia. He's an avid listener to our show. Go Jordan, get a Jordan. Uh, uh. And he's from Vegas, and we do Skype uh, coaching every week. So he and currently is in Vegas. He's currently in Vegas, and we do Skype coaching every week. And he just sent me a short. He did, and the idea of it was that the director need. It was more of a camera piece they had to do a style and this guy wanted to do it all in one shot it was a uh, brother and sister and then jordan or uh, husband and wife and then jordan comes in as this obnoxious brother the difference between him the difference between him the obnoxious brother yeah that was exactly what it was let's <laughs> yeah. go with that the, uh -huh, the, totally. the difference between him and the other actors was great and he said i just kept thinking about what we work on and what, he you prepared. mean he was better than they were? He was better than you they were. You didn't want to say it like that. Oh, no, no, no. I have no problem saying that. Then I told him to his face. I said, you, I believed you were that guy way more than the sister and brother. Not to diss them, and I don't know their training, but I just know. And he said, you know, I, I just kept thinking about what you were saying and being the guy. And this take, supposedly, because it was a one-er, you know, things would happen all the time. It's a five-minute one-er. One shot. Ladies and gentlemen, that means a one shot. You one never cut one opportunity to do it. So if you are four minutes and 30 seconds in and you mess up, you start again. Mm -hmm. So he um, just was way more believable, way more grounded. And I was very proud of him and of the work we're doing. He always tries hard. He takes criticism well. And I just appreciated that even though it was about the camera work, he made sure that his part, the acting, was solid, even at like, you know, he said they started at 8 in the morning and went to 11 at night. And I think this take was very late, maybe 9, 10, 30 or something like that. He was still very solid. So I was very proud of his preparation. And you know what I get out of that, Sean, is that anybody can see that at some point. And right. you always want to do your very best, even if you think, OK, this isn't going to be my acting debut that's going to book me whatever right. it is you need to show up and do your job every single time because you just don't know and now sean you saw that you see he's doing the work he's yep. implementing it and and now jordan's endeared himself to you yeah he doesn't know what that means who you talk to about right, him right, or, right. or based off you saying his name on this podcast who yeah. goes to watch or whatever it is you just never know whose eyes and ears are going to be on something so yeah. to give 110 percent every time and always have that preparation yeah, yeah. i was very i was very very happy to see how he's been using what we've done so far and he is beginning his journey in acting too but he's doing he, he definitely brought it hey guys just wanted to share a message from our sponsor anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free which you can use right from your phone or computer the creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Shout out, Jordan. Yeah, way to go, Jordan. Uh, and then we're going to get into how to prepare for an audition. Obviously, Jordan prepared for getting the gig and shooting it. So we're going to get into that. But before we do that, Roxy would like to talk a little bit about After Buzz. Ooh, right on top yeah, of it. Yeah, he's great. Beautiful. So you said Jordan listens to the show every single week. Yes, he and does. And there is more of you out there. But to Jordan and everybody else who's listening right now, if you are loving 
loving this show, if you're loving the lessons that Sean is teaching you every week, here's something you could do for us that we super, super appreciate. If you rate, comment, subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. So why does that matter? If you rate, comment, and subscribe, then we actually get pushed up in the algorithms. So like we talked about before, math, not really our thing, considering no, I thought no. one plus one equaled clown no, no, ears. No. But what I do know is that the way that YouTube and iTunes are designed is that the more people that are actually communicating, that are giving that five star or that thumbs up or writing something, the more likely other people are to actually find our show. Right. So that would mean the world to us. It takes you guys about 15 seconds and it's free for you. So if you could just stop what you're doing right now, even put us on pause. So one thing we're okay being put on pause for, like we we will deal with it if you want to pause us. Yes. And just go do it right now. Uh, also, the comments help us know what to talk about on the show. Yep. We need to know what we what you guys need to know. Headshots, reels, resumes, agents, yep. uh, preparation for auditions. So comments really matter to us as well. We really appreciate it. And it helps keep the show alive here. So thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. So we're, we're going to jump. We're gonna, fade. It was. It was a beautiful fade. Good job, Jeff. And I just feel like I have to jump into it because the fade was so pretty that it just feels like the next step is coming. A fade into... How to prepare for an audition. Aha. Uh -huh. So you're going to get this audition probably through email, okay? 90% uh, email. You're going to get from your agent. Or if you don't have an agent yet, you're going to be going on um, Actors Access, Backstage, looking for auditions. LA Casting. LA Casting. So you find one, you submit, they respond. You get the audition. So the first thing you want to do is read the email you get pretty thoroughly. You want to find out very specifically when and where it is. That's important. I know that seems really silly and obvious, but because it's not about when and where it is, it's really about figuring out the time that you think you will need to prepare for it. And hours, to get there. And to get there. On and time. To, and in to the be traffic. on time. So know that your schedule is clear, that you have the window. Sometimes you might have to email them and say, hey, I have a, you know, a shift I can't change because it's too late. Can I push? You know, you might have to. But just make sure that you have the window necessary. For me, personally, it's like three to four hours. And I'm not working on it for three to four hours. I'm knowing that I'm relaxed. I'll look at it. Then I'll slowly maybe lay out the clothes I'm going to wear. Then I'll like literally maybe relax and play, you know, a little word scramble on my thing. And then I'll go back to it with fresh eyes and f maybe I'll find something new and I'll look at it again. You know, just whatever your process is, make sure you have that time. I have a pretty similar process, Sean. I don't like to uh, not give myself a little breathing room to Go and grab a snack, come back, right. revisit it, because sometimes when you're too deep in, your words just start to sound weird. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you are over and over for four hours just repeating, repeating, right, right, right. It, it just starts to sound like a robot sometimes. Yeah. So I agree. It's best to, for me at least, to step back, give myself that window, come back to it, and then you have a new enjoyment of it. Yeah, and I will say that if I'm going to flip your script, literally, and try to have you not do that, until the end anyway. I want you to work on the other things first. My whole career, I worried about the lines first, always. And I finally, finally realized that's the last thing I need to worry about. I need to worry about all these other things which I'm gonna lay out first. But before you do, when you find out when and where it is, make plans for after. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you say, I gotta go to the store, I have to uh, meet a friend for lunch, I have to run a specific errand. 
have plans after so you cannot sit in your car and obsess and hold on to it. I want you to make plans after whatever it is so you have a thing to do so it becomes part of your day. My one mm-hmm. question for you is, though, Sean, you never know how long these auditions are going to take, so how do you schedule that, like lunch would, with a friend? Well, if you say lunch for a friend, if it's a friend who knows anything about this business, say, hey, I will text you after when I'm done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something, something obviously with some flexibility. Um, or you can give yourself, you, you know, the auditions at one, you could schedule it at like 2 30 or something just to know that you'll have a window padded a little but bit. just yeah padded a little bit then I, what i want you to do is and i think it's very important that you study the breakdown you study the producer so the, sean for anybody directors. who doesn't know what a breakdown is oh, okay a breakdown is what you get the information on the project who's directing it who's casting it who's producing it what type of thing it is it's a short film it's a student film uh it'll say the genre horror comedy whatever so you get an idea read all these things then look at the names of the producers and directors see if they have any other work even if it's a student film they might have other student films a lot of these young directors and producers have their own websites try to see what their tone is try to see the things they've done before try to read up on them as much as you can obviously if it's an established show that's a lot easier um, if it's from the people who did Lost, you might know it's a little sci-fi. The couple of guys went on to do Once Upon a Time that I worked with. And, you know, a little fantastic, a little fantastical or magical or whatever, kind of like Lost. So I'd have an idea just by reading those things and finding out as much as you can. That's the other thing I want you to do. Uh, like I said, if they have previous work, study it, shorts, anything. Then... It also will say your character name and a description of your character. Usually a few adjectives. Bad breakdowns, unfortunately, will just say what happens to that character only. And you can't really glean anything from that. From that, But you will able, should be able, when you read the script, to understand who they are. Can you give an example, Sean, of what something might say? Like a really good one, like say, okay, so I went out for... Uh, a person who was afraid of vampires in a small town. He was a townsperson that was afraid, and he stood up, and they said, Southern, scared, traditional, really worried about the way the vampires are affecting his community. So I knew when I got the lines that I was not going to stand up and be relaxed and happy or whatever. I'm going to stand up with a lot of concern and a lot of worry based on what they said and the lines. And how much do you make that character breakdown law? So if it so, says if it says something that and you have been and you feel like your your interpretation of the character is slightly different or always always do you. Always do you. And then I'm going to go back to later how you I actually will tell you that after you're done all your work I want you to read that breakdown one more time to see if you're in a wheelhouse but if you aren't and you feel really strongly that you want to do something else that's something you should prepare for but then also be prepared for them to go hey we'd like you to adjust it to this and then you will make those adjustments accordingly Um, see if you can get a full script and read it how do you politely ask for that Uh, you would just uh, in an email you would say is there any access to a full script I would love to know more about the story that is not an unreasonable request. Obviously, if you have an agent, that's not. You just, I always say the same thing. 
to do with through your agent or even if you get the audition and they have a casting director you can email them back politely and they will tell you if they do read it and try to find out why do you read it to see where you fit in the story this is one thing actors have got to know we are here to service the story we are here to service the director's vision and they want rich collaborators to come in and help them with that so you need to know when I was the angry village person, it was because things are going to get worse for, let's say the vampires are the are heroes in the story. Things are going to get worse for the vampires due to the fearful townspeople. So I know my role is to then, I have to put the pressure because the downside of the script goes low and then all of a sudden it'll pick up when the vampires, you know, change their minds or whatever it is. But you have to know where you fit in the story. And you also have to know where you are. You a protagonist? Are you just pushing the story forward? Are you a good guy? Are you a bad guy? And you will know where you fit in the story in the conflict. So it's really important to kind of know where you fit. Too many actors just worry about what they're doing. You have to open it up. It's about servicing the story. What if you cannot get a script? If you cannot get a, str- a script, hopefully in the breakdown they'll have a thing that says storyline. And it will say, a group of vampires come to, they're very sweet and love and want to blend into a small town, but they get pushed back, and it gets to a conflict until they finally reach an understanding, let's say. So usually they'll at least have a storyline. And then you try to figure out where you fit into that. And Exactly, exactly. So then, if you have an accent, a lot of people ask me this, you can't take those three hours do you right? mean if you have an accent in real life or do you mean if you have an accent in thank the script you. thank you that was unclear if you're asked to prep an accent so unless you know it like you're from atlanta and you get a southern accent great good for you but let's say for me <laughs> a, little, if, a little judgy there sure. great no, no, no. good for you good for you good i'm for a little you jealous guys. because <laughs> i don't have that southern accent good at the for you. i used to because i was from maryland it was much easier when i was around that but now it's harder for me. Yeah, you sense my jealousy. Mm-hmm. Or, or you're, you know, I'll have an Irish accent sometimes. And it's just not, doesn't come that easily to me. So always, always, always give yourself more time if you have that. You want to go on YouTube or what I do, I go on social media and I ask somebody, does any, like I had one a Bulgarian accent and I just went on Facebook and said, does anyone know anyone Bulgarian I could talk to for an audition? Through Facebook messaging, someone reached out to me and he ended up teaching me key phrases so and what how is, to say things. Are you mimicking him? Like, are you listening to him and then trying to repeat that or how like does I that would read him my line and he would tell me how to say it like the inflections and how to say the words so you know break it down for me so that was really that's really helpful so just make sure like i say if you have an accent you have to do it let's say the morning of and i have a noon to you know or three four in the afternoon i'll just tell my girlfriend my daughters hey guys i'm gonna be talking in this accent all day because i have to practice night before then you might just have to do it the night before give yourself time to get to the place where you're comfortable with it where you feel okay the best thing to do guys walk down the boulevard go to a store and talk to people like that and see if they give you some kind of look like "Mm, i don't know what he's doing you know Mm -hmm. or they just accept you as a person Uh, oh this guy must be british what if you are not capable of doing that accent in terms of, well, a lot of times they'll say in a breakdown, like, 
if you can't do it, don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Um, what do you mean capable? Like you can't do the. So you know, you go to the boulevard or whatever, and people are like, "What?" And you've been trying, and you're, and it's day of, and you've got to have it, and you've been, and it's just not coming out naturally. It's not working. What do you do? Do you not go to the audition? Do you? Do it in uh, your regular I would voice. Do, that's a really good question. What I would do is either reach out to them um, and, well, uh, let me take that back. I would walk in and just say, I've been struggling with the accent, but I'd like to give it a shot. And then they might say to you, you know, why don't you drop it and just do something else? Or, you know, what I would always say is having trouble with the accent, but I know I can pick it up if I have a little more time. Just to say that you could. You know, always say you can do something if you don't know how to do it, and then you'll figure yeah, out how yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? But that, that's a good question. Sometimes it takes people a week, two weeks. Yeah. To... Yeah. Uh, listen, this is one thing to do. I've talked about watching movies and reading plays. And so practice some accents. Ones that you know you'll go for. Mm -hmm. I am probably, I mean, for me, there's a lot, you know, Irish, English, uh, Southern, like that's probably in my wheelhouse. So know your wheelhouse and try to practice some. You might have more like an Italian accent yeah. or, you know what I mean? Or New York, or Boston. Or New York, yeah. or Boston, you know. So just know your wheelhouse and take the time to play with it and practice it. It would be great to have in your arsenal. Uh, also, then we start going into understanding your character's point of view. Now, what does that mean? Who they are. If everyone listened to our Daria, Daria, dang it, I always say Daria. Our Daria, you said Daria this time. I, I did I say you it enough? Daria, was it crisp enough? You said enough? Daria, dang it, Daria. Really? Daria, I didn't. Daria. It didn't Rewind sound the as tape, good Jeff. to me. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Because we have to win arguments. That's mm. just the way we are. Sonia Deville, WWE's. <laughs> yes, Sonia uh, Deville, and she was talking about how how I helped her with her character was getting a backstory to know who you are. If you need that, you might get a character that is a young woman from Boston who moved to L.A. and became a host. So you might not have to not work on that understanding you understand her or even just a young woman from that was raised in an italian family from boston you know what i mean like yeah. if you have the understanding then look at it and go here's the great thing about getting older you have you understand a lot more i don't have to do as many backstories because i've encountered so many people in my life and so many points of view that a lot of times i'll look and go yeah i know who that guy is you know what I mean? Which is great. But if you haven't lived enough life or you don't understand it, be honest with yourself. I don't know who this person is. I don't know, you know, what... Enough about them. Enough about them. So create a backstory. couple pages, handwritten, where they were born, siblings, parents. Why write it down? Because it... it I was inspired because Matthew McConaughey, I was so blown away when he took his leap from a romantic comedy icon and did True Detective. I know Dallas Buyers Club was phenomenal, but True Detective to me was so phenomenal, so much better. And I wish he would have gotten the Emmy for that more than the Oscar for the other. Uh, he wrote 400 pages handwritten about this character. So many quirky things that were in the show were from that notebook that the director folded into the part and i just realized the power of backstory Hearing and when about, it's written it kind of sinks in yeah more. it sinks in more there's scientific evidence about math writing writing mm -hmm. 
math. What do you mean? Scientific math. Scientific science. math. Two plus two. Mm-hmm. Please. This is banana. Equals Matthew McConaughey. Two plus two equals washed banana soup. Oh, I'm getting it. That's a callback. That's a callback, kids. kids. That's a callback because the comedy is so fresh on Acting Class Weekly. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that's what Rotten Tomatoes says. That's what they say. Anyway, and the comments and subscriptions. See, Mm -hmm. that's another callback to iTunes and and YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you don't, let's say you just don't understand, you're saying it's an Irish uh, woman. that was born in the 1800s. You don't know. But there's a proper, there's a type of way they act. So maybe you know somebody or have actually seen a character on a TV show, a BBC show, then you can do substitution to understand how that person is. You know, maybe it's a maid from upstairs, downstairs, or Notting Hill, or, you know, something uh, historical, um, like, James Madison or Hamilton or, you know, anything mm-hmm. that, that folds you in, you can do substitution. That will help you understand a point of view. So you want to get into the point of view of the character through the breakdown and through reading it a few times. Then that takes me to, takes me to our next part, which is read the scene several times. Once for yourself, once to understand it a little more through the next few times to really start to pick it apart, and see where it goes. I am going to do a whole episode, guys, coming up on breaking down a scene. So, Can I join? Oh, you will You will be sitting right here next to me, Miss Phenomenal. Don't worry about that. <laughs> that so, sounds great. Yeah, so I will teach you how to do that. But for the most part, you want to just, firstly, understand what your character wants. What do they want out of the scene? What are they trying to get out of the scene? Are they trying to get love? Are they trying to get comfort? Are they trying to get justice? Are they trying to get validated? Try to understand what they're doing. Then do the scene. This is a really good exercise, and I've done this with a lot of my students. Do the scene that your character wishes you would have gotten. Okay, so we're going to do a little exercise. All right, the scene is going to be this. You are coming home to break up with me because all I've been doing is working late and not really, you know, we text during the day, but then all of a sudden I work late. And then all of a sudden, weirdly, I don't text you, you're concerned, and you've had enough. And the scene that is written is you say that to me and say, you know what, give me my freedom. You're, you're, you're pressuring me and stuff like that. And you say, forget it, I'm uh, breaking up with you. That's the scene that's written. So for you, practice the scene that you wish you would have got. So come home and say to me, you know, this is over. I can't handle the working like something to that effect. This is over. I can't handle it anymore, Sean. You have been out late every single night, and I don't know where you are. I I don't trust that you're not with other people, and I I just can't deal with it. Well, the reason I'm working late is I'm driving Uber, and I can't really text you while I'm driving. But you always, always said that you wanted to go to Hawaii And I've been working extra hours to save up for a trip to Hawaii because I wanted to ask to marry you on the beach. So that's the. I know. (laughs) It's just so sweet. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what she wishes. That's Mm -hmm. what you would love to hear. 
Mm-hmm. And deep down, we all want that thing. So what they're after, what they actually, what they actually would, would love. And then interesting. feel what that feels like, how good that feels. And so, so when you, when don't you go get back, it. mm-hmm. it's a lot worse. Right. So that's a really good tip. To, I love I, that, Sean. I do that all the time with my students. Like a, there was uh, uh, my student, Ella, who I talked about, my young student that was in the play. We did one scene where she, when she was trying out for It, the movie It, one of the scenes was, you know, she's walking to uh, talk to a friend and this guy stops her on the way. So I had her practice walking to her front, you know, walking past, walking, and then I had her do it several times. And then we did the scene and I bl- stopped her. And I stood in front of her and I was like, because that's what the scene really is. So it really deepened her like, whoa, 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 this isn't, you know, the surprise, the frustration came from a real place of, oh, wait, what's going on here? What if you have a hard time identifying what your character wants? Well, you listen, this is why I tell you to read plays and watch movies, because you have to learn storytelling. You have to learn how people, how arcs go. Do you ever struggle with that, Sean? Do you ever get a script and wonder... What is it that my character really wants? At this point, again, with all my experience, no. no. But, you know, I had a coach, and I'm going to do a whole episode about the importance of coaching to show me, you know, to, to teach you how to look at a script. It's just like a photographer learning how to look at a spider web differently than you or I would look at a spider web. They're going to see colors. They're going to see nuance. They're going to see things differently. So with practice, with all of this, you want to learn, you know, you will see it differently. You will look at human behavior. We, we're, we've, I've talked about study human behavior. Study it all the time. Walk and see. There's a mom who's trying to get out of the store, but her daughter keeps running away, trying to grab candy and crying. Well, you know what the mom wants. She wants to leave and not cause a commotion in the grocery store. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So watch human behavior. Everybody wants something. Everybody wants something. So you'll... Get it by looking. Is that clear enough? Yeah. Is that okay? Good. And then, uh, then you have to start understanding what you're actually doing in each line, right? So, in our little scene, what you what were you doing? You were confronting me. Mm-hmm. What was I doing? P- uh, calmly explaining my point of view. So that's what we were doing under the lines. So try to look and see what you're doing. I'm begging. I'm confronting. I'm being amiable. I'm being shocked. Like, try to find out what you're actually doing okay. in each line, too. So that's why you want to read the scene several times to find out what you're doing. Then, then, Roxy, start locking down the lines. Then, after all that stuff is done, because then the lines come easier if they are written well. If it's a, Sometimes, guys, it's hard to act bad writing. The good news is, because we are in a beautiful time of storytelling there's so much storytelling going on in tv especially tv and movies mainly tv right now in this section of time uh it's really hard to find bad writing you know uh so maybe at your level yeah yeah okay uh but but if it even if it just makes sense how human beings would talk Mm -hmm. you know what i mean what if it doesn't then you you have it. It's harder. You do the best you can. It, you do the best you can because you you. It's not you again. It's a bad date. It's a bad. It's not your fault. Can You're I just ask a quick question about that, Sean? Yes, sir. So you mentioned reading and studying plays, which we've talked about on the show before. Um, yeah, and I think it's a great idea. So actors can start to understand storytelling. 
Would you recommend they read some of the essential screenwriting books as well? Because I feel like that would be a great insight to storytelling as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely not a bad idea to read a couple screenwriting. William Goldman, that's the most famous one, right? Do you know that book? Yeah, uh, I would say William Goldman and then um, yeah. Save the McKee's cat. as well, the storybook by McKee, and then, yeah, Save the Cat, which Roxy mentioned. Those and, seem like the big three to me. And what was the, what's the guy that does The Power of Myth? Um, oh, you know Joseph Campbell, about. Joseph right? Campbell, yeah. you know, which literally Star Wars and everything comes from. You know what I mean? The hero's journey and what they want and things like that. Yeah, that's a great tip. That's a great tip, Mr. Fontavious. I appreciate that. And then do me a favor, guys. I know in your beginning acting classes, they say throw away the punctuation marks because they're just teaching you how to get the emotions. But when you're doing an audition, look at the action lines, which are the lines that show what you're doing, and then the punctuations as well. Why do they have an exclamation point? There was one I went in for, and my guy was actually being defensive, but I heard a guy in there before me just get loud for no reason. And she goes, do you know why you're getting loud? And he goes, well, it said to get loud. Well, no, you get, you're, I'm getting loud because I'm angry, because yeah. you accused me of something I didn't do. Another one is periods versus question marks. Yeah, periods, a, question you marks. You have to know if something is a question or underlines, not. Underlines, italicized. Look at all those, too, and break those down and work on those lines, but don't lock them down into a way that it's rote. You don't want to make it so rote that you are inflexible. Just understand what's going on. And then read it out loud to yourself. I don't believe in necessarily doing it in front of a mirror. Just pick a point of focus and talk to that or read it with a friend or someone who you care about. What I do is I record myself reading the other part. Yep. That's and a great I do way it too. with myself if I can't get a friend to come over. Yeah. And, and, and pick a focal point yep. and then rehearse how you're going to do it. Do it. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to go in there and sit down, don't practice it standing up, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and how you want to stand and how you want to physicalize your character. Then, when you're done all that, check yourself. And what do I mean by that? Try to understand why the casting director picked these scenes. T pull back, and then you're doing the final touches to tweak to make sure you're on the right track. So I had one that I do for my beginning students all the time. Very fun, light, first scene. It's for us to get to like this young woman. It's a, it's a young woman scene. She's fun and friendly with her uh, friends, and then she... Uh, has a, the second scene is a very heartfelt breakup scene where she's letting her boyfriend go because she knows she loves someone else. Even though they're engaged, she's like, I don't want to be married to someone who's just doing it out of obligation. Uh, follow your heart. And it's a very selfless scene, and it's very tough. And why do they pick it? Because we want to like her in the first scene so we feel for her in the second scene. So try to think business-wise. What are they looking for? Why are they doing this audition? Because they want to see this range and what, you know, you're in 20 scenes, but they only picked these three. Why? Why do you think they picked those three? Because if you can do those three, they think you can handle the rest. So be smart about the business part of it. Um, and then make choices that make sense to you, like you were saying, that make sense to you, what you think is funny. All you can do is do what you think is funny and try to find some unique moments where you're going to do something that you don't think, you know, you look at that and go, ugh, I know what everybody's going to do here. Try Why to do, do it a little funny? different. Well, just, I'm just talking about comedy. If Let's it, say okay. if it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a comedy, do what you think is funny. If it's dramatic, do what moves you. Don't go out of the wheelhouse of the breakdown and the writing, but try to find some places where you're going to do something maybe a little unique or different than anyone else. 
you can see certain lines and go, oh, I know everyone's going to, you know, pound their fist on this one. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, if you have a a thing that says that your character is angry, anger looks very different on different people. Exactly. So So find your wheelhouse. Is angry yelling or is is angry? Well, if it has a lot of exclamation points, then maybe it is. you have to do it. Or angry is lip quivering or angry is a stare or angry. Right. Or or maybe you put in an extra beat, you know, a second where before you talk, you say something. Deep breath. Deep breath. Something. Something that's you mm-hmm. that feels right for you. Honor yourself in this process. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for you, what, what you will bring to this part. So that's why you can't ever go into an audition thinking, what do they want? What do they want? No, 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 no. What are you going to bring to them that they will either buy or not buy? And if they don't, do a good job and they might buy you another time. Then, very simply, physically prepare. Be rested. Take care of yourself. Find out what your thing is. We talk, I think we talked about this before. Me, I have to be full of water. For some reason, I bring a huge water bottle, and I used to bring, like, two power bars. And I'd be, I want my stomach needs to be full. And I need to be somewhat hungry. Yeah. So know yourself. Mm-hmm. Do that. Uh, pick out clothes that reflect the character in a general way. To what way. extent? To what extent? So you... if I am a, a waitress, do I wear an apron? Uh, you, I don't think you need to do an apron. I think you could do that's, that's commercial stuff. We'll talk about that. And sometimes that's a little more specific. This is a tough question because I think you have to have the hint of the character, but I have a friend, a good friend, Danny Roebuck, who like when I saw him at a thing as a wizard, he had the whole thing that he had glued wow. long white hair and everything. For the audition. Yeah. He believes in that, like walking in, looking exactly what they think it is. To me, I've never believed that necessarily because I know there's interpretation. But if you're hipster, you should dress. Yes. You should like have something. Yeah. Have definitely a flavor of the character, whatever that means to you. You can go full or not that's up to you um some people like that some people don't but as long as you have some idea of the character do your hair and makeup as well i have a great guy uh who i'm gonna bring in for my coaching episode um he always changes his hair and clothes accordingly to the character really good quick tip for the women nothing more valuable than spending your money on a makeup class or a hair class so you know how to do your own when uh, I came out here, I had to do both those things because mm-hmm. when you're going on as many auditions as you are at the beginning, you cannot get your hair and makeup done every time. No. You, you will go broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to be able to do it well. Good. That's a really good so tip. You've got, and you've something got to I learn. obviously don't have to yeah, worry you, about. You have to be able to do it yourself, and especially then, for the last minute ones. Yeah. And then lastly, leave in plenty of time. I like to be there early, be there early, be relaxed, know what you're doing, and feel good that you did all this work. What if you have something right before an audition, Sean? Uh, then you have to really, then you have to back it up, obviously, and say you have your thing at 11, your audition's at 1, and you know that 11, it's going to be 11 to 12.45, then you have to get up early and make sure you get all this stuff ready, packed in your car, so you feel 100% as comfortable as possible knowing that you're going to eat a light snack because you want to be hungry if you're Roxy or making sure I have my power bars and my big water for me. So just make sure you do it a little bit early. So Roxy, just quickly, what kind of things were you thinking of that you might have before an audition, for example? Well, I'm saying if you have another audition. Right. Or oh, yeah. if you, I've done that before. Or if you're filming something else. Yeah. Or if... Uh, you have an appointment you cannot get out of, or yeah. any—I'm not talking about like a walk in a park with a friend. No, no. But something that yeah. you you can't move that you cannot move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know you have to again. That's looking at the timing, 
and sitting down when you first get it and go, how am I going to make this work in my schedule? Mm -hmm. So those are my tips on how to prepare. The funny thing was, guys, I was going to do this week on how to do an audition, and I thought there's so much more to when you actually go in the room. The next time we talk about auditioning, I'm going to do one about how to walk in that room and own the part and how to look at it and have the philosophy. But I felt this was really important. Yeah, before, before you even I stepped even foot in. That. Yeah. yeah. So it was interesting. I started this whole other breakdown, and I thought, wait, wait, wait we got to go back a little bit and make sure we have this. I love that. And I was like, oh, maybe you need an agent. No, this is for people who even are doing student films, anything. So. Yeah, even if you're if you're in school or whatever age, yeah, at, at exactly. whatever level. All right, Disney Ghost, you want to hear it? Yeah, I do. All right, Wizards of Waverly Place had a Halloween episode, and there was a ghost called Mantooth. So wait, for anybody who doesn't know, Wizards of Waverly Wizards Place. of Waverly Place was a Disney Channel show starring Selena Gomez, mm -hmm. ran for several years, and it was supernatural. Um, they were wizards. And so they dealt with supernatural stuff. And on Halloween, they dealt with ghosts. They wanted ghosts for a Halloween party. And they had to go to this underworld type of thing to find a fun ghost. This guy's name was Mantooth, right? And he was just kind of weird. The description was, you know, an oddball ghost. And it was one of those kind of things where they didn't give me a lot. So I had to find... My, you know, it's one of those auditions where they go, well, when they walk in, we'll just know it. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I had to come up with it. And listen, when I looked at it, I thought it was going to be like an old scrag, maybe 20 years older than me for sure, like in his 70s and scraggly and that kind of thing. So I kind of didn't think I had a shot at this. So what's great about that when you do it? Oh, there I am. What, what's great about that when you do it is you... It's a care. It's a like, why not? A why freebie. not play? Yeah. yeah. Why not play? And I went in with this kind of weird talking way of doing it. <laughs> and that was my I thought, oh, that's a great take. And I got down to the final three. And then, gosh, it, they deliberated for like because it was a huge episode, their Halloween episode. They delivered. I mean, usually you hear the next day. I didn't hear it until like four days later. So did you figure you hadn't episode. gotten it at that point? Yeah, kind of. I kind of thought, all right, it's longer. But I went in there, and then I got the part. And then when they uh, had me come in, they, you know, had me in this really cool, like, you know, really dirty, and then like this kind of, like a kind of a steampunk look, you know? And so it was way different, and I thought, wow, I had no idea what this character would be. You know, Mantooth, it <laughs> could be so many different things. But what was fun is I really prepared what I thought was my take on it. It made sense to me. It was fun to me. It didn't. They had jokes. It's a comedy show, Wizards of Waverly Place. So I knew the, the jokes fit in the wheelhouse of my character. It all worked for me. And then I just went in and thought, okay, either it's going to work for them or not. So speaking of preparation, Sean, if the show you're going out for already exists, yes. is part of your preparation watching that? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So you checked out some episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I actually knew it. My daughters were fans. Great. My daughters were fans. But if you hadn't, if they... If they hadn't known and you had no idea, yes, you have to know the tone and the take of the show. You're like, wait, a ghost? It's silly. I don't get it. Well, then watch a couple episodes. Yeah, like I said at the beginning when you research, you know, when you research their stuff to see what else they've done. I guess I wasn't specific about that and I should have been. Well, research the the specific current project that you were going out for. Project, absolutely. And I think I was gearing this, that question when I talked about it for people who were before they were going out for TV for student films. Mm-hmm. But if you do have an agent already and you are going out to that level and you're going out for TV shows, absolutely look at the producers and the directors' shows that they've done. And or if it's on the air, absolutely look at the episodes of those shows. Great. So it was I knew it was fun and it was silly and and I did all my stuff. I and then I checked myself. I went through the script to make sure. Then I looked at the um, breakdown. I said, yeah, it's in the wheelhouse because it could really have been anybody. It could have been a six foot guy. It could have been a huge fat guy. It could have been anything. You know, it's a fun ghost. And that you go to the Haunted Mansion at, at uh, Disneyland or Disney World and you'll see they had tons of fun ghosts. So it can be anything. So you, I, I went in there and just kind of made it my own and they appreciated it. So it was really, it was really, really fun. That's awesome. It was a great, it was a great time. So... Where can we find you, Roxy? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Mr. Fantabulous. You guys can find me anywhere online at Jeffrey C. Graham. And if you want to watch another show on AfterBuzz, in one hour I will be reviewing the new John Taffer show, Marriage Rescue, on our TV pilot review show. So check that out. It's a bar rescue spinoff, but instead of bars, they are people. Wow. (laughs) So check it out. Fantastic. That's very cool. And I am at that guy SMW on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook at Sean Whalen Peeps. As always, now I won't be here next week because I am going to be in Paris. Wowee, baby. Wowee. Bonjour. Bonjour. Wow, uh, how basic did I just sound? Oh, au revoir. Au revoir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Au revoir. Yeah, so I, uh, as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 